You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with my guest co-host today, AJ Vickery. Thanks for coming down. Absolutely. We've got a pretty cool program today. Later on uh, in the show, uh, we will be talking with our friend uh, Alex Redu over at IT World Canada about uh, Google uh, and Walmart teaming up with uh, the Google Home to do your shopping with your voice. A couple powerhouses there. Right? Yeah. That's going to be kind of kind of cool. We'll also be talking with my good friend Mark Salzman about the uh, recently announced Samsung Galaxy Note 8. Uh, I've had a chance to actually play with it as I, well. So have I. It's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the big question I think on everyone's mind, though, is uh, can they come back from the... Uh, I guess the battery issues they had with the Note 7. You know, yep. they recalled all of them because some of them were catching fire. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll be talking with Mark uh, about uh, that and just getting his impressions of the uh, the new phone as well and whether you should upgrade or, or not. Uh, and we'll uh, be talking uh, with a very interesting company, uh, Jackpot Digital, uh, with uh, a cool, I guess, a touchscreen digital poker table that you'll start seeing in uh, casinos. We had a chance to actually check that out. It was amazing. It was so cool. It's essentially imagine like a giant, you know, iPad, uh, you know, built into a poker table. We'll we'll get into all the details, but well, the entire poker table is a touchscreen. Yes, and uh, it's I, I did the I coolest take, thing. Did I seen. take most of your money on that? No, uh, I, I won. <laughs> Luckily, it's digital, so we can actually bring all that data back. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think they wiped the, the memory on that. Anyway, we'll be finding out more about uh, that cool uh, digital poker table and, and Jackpot Digital as well, uh, a local Vancouver company. Uh, weird tech news this week, AJ. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one that I came across, um, you know, we talk about Bitcoin on the show uh, every so often, you know, the digital cryptocurrency. Yes. Uh there's a, a gentleman's club down in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. a, a strip joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've announced that uh, they'll now accept Bitcoins for, you know, entry and also for tipping the strippers. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because Las Vegas uh, has been home to, you know, you know, the biggest technology show in the world. And we go down there every year um, along with, you know, hundreds of thousands of other folks to check out uh, CES. And so I think that, um, you know, for that reason, Las Vegas has like so many really cool kind of like tech things going on with it as well. Uh, and Bitcoin has been something... Um, like this whole cryptocurrency thing is 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 a huge topic, but you know we've seen over the past couple of years uh, the ability to uh, use Bitcoin as a currency as a method of payment for a number of different things. You know, yes. you can go to uh, you know shopping to restaurants and things like that. Um, but this is definitely taking it to a whole different level. It's really weird. So uh, you know, for the big fight coming up this weekend, yes. I think it's like one hundred fifty dollars to to gain entry. You can pay for that in Bitcoin. Yeah, and apparently all the strippers have little QR code, barcodes, uh, temporary ones, yes. tattooed on them. Yeah. So you can tip them yeah. with your smartphone yeah. in Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the stupidest thing you've ever heard? It's pretty geeky, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, what, 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 how that all works out. Yeah. Anyway, I just... I had to bring it up. Well, to, you know, to, to go along with that story, uh, I saw uh, an interesting story um, about wristbands that actually use shock therapy to uh, to curb bad habits. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw this online, too. Uh, it's a, an electro uh, wristband yeah. um, that you wear yeah. on your wrist. Like, like, like anything you'd be used to seeing out there, like the fit bands and all the different yes. bands that you wear on but your Well, this wrists. one gives you electric shocks when yeah. you do something bad. <laughs> and so I thought, well... 
Okay, this is stupid. So but for those people who are pet owners, like they know about this, right? Yeah, it's been around for a while. Yeah, bark yeah, collars, yeah, right? Yeah. But this is for humans <laughs> on the wrist. And so I'm like, how does it know when you're doing something bad? So I, I read into it, and you have to activate it. Like if you do something bad, like maybe, for example, you're trying to quit smoking, yeah. and you take a cigarette, yeah. and you smoke a cigarette. Yeah. You're the one that's supposed to actually activate it. Yeah. Who's going to do that? Well, you, you know can activate thinking, it with You can activate it through an app I was thinking on your you, smartphone. I was thinking you give the, your partner the app. <laughs> you know that is not so, a good thing my, so, my wife would be like shocking me like 20 times a day well i'm just saying yeah think of all the habits she would cure though That's out of you out of me yeah she would just do it for the sport of it like yeah. just to to mess with me uh a big uh, issue too um that uh you know has been in the news uh, many times ticket bots uh, you know, you're trying to get tickets to, you know, your favorite concert coming up. Uh, these ticket bots, these little software programs uh, run by scalpers, go in and basically scoop up all the tickets so it's next to impossible uh, for you to get yeah. tickets. Well, uh, apparently Taylor Swift is uh, trying to overcome this. It's partnered with Ticketmaster mm-hmm. uh, for her new tour. I think the Reputation Tour it is. Uh, so you can join up this little club and... As long as you keep going back to this website and you spend at least 60 bucks in Taylor Swift merchandise, mm-hmm. uh, you will potentially have the chance to buy tickets to her upcoming concert in your city or better tickets. Huh. But you have to spend 60 bucks, and yeah. you have to go back on a daily basis because you're kind of competing against all the other fans who are going there on a daily basis. Right. And I guess there's going to be different activities and things like that. Yeah, and I so suppose, what do you think of that? Well, I, I mean, you know, if you think about what the scalper price is going to be, you're probably ending up with a bunch of merchandise and a ticket instead of just a ticket at this comparable price. You know, if you think about uh, what scalpers usually, how they run up the price of these tickets. So, um, you know, I could see some logic to the thinking there. But, you know, I'm worried about this because there's, you know, when you get folks that are looking at um, the money that the uh, folks have who are working on building out the bots, uh, is a lot more resources than what's going into stopping it. So I just don't know if you know this effort will stand up. I guess we'll have to we'll have to see. On, Are on you Taylor that. Swift fan? Uh, I gotta I gotta be honest. Uh, I'm a Swifty. Yeah, <laughs> I had a feeling. Would I go to her concert? No, but you know I enjoy some of her her songs. But yeah, the the whole ticket bot thing is uh, still a huge problem, and uh, some governments are trying to take that on. Like in Ontario, for example, they're trying to pass legislation. Uh, against ticket bots or the use of ticket bots. But I don't know how you do that when people from like around the world can buy tickets to that, events. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how are they going to go after someone that's buying them down in New York or Bulgaria for that matter? Yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge with these things. You just simply just move the servers and sell them from somewhere else. Do you know who's doing well? I'm thinking Ticketmaster. Yeah. These guys are killing it. Because not only do they have you know the service charges on, on their stuff, they also have the secondary market now going. Like mm-hmm. they've got... Uh, you know, these like stub hubs and, and what have you, where you can go after all the tickets have been sold out to pay even more for tickets. <laughs> and typically it's from Ticketmaster again. I don't know. Any cool gadgets you've come across? We've been doing a lot of shooting for uh, the upcoming Get Connected TV. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Yeah, no, um, I actually had a chance to, um, uh, you know, the whole, uh, you know, I have a young daughter, uh, yeah. Emma. She's three and a half, uh, but she's, you know, got the brain of a five-year-old. So, so uh, I had a chance to... That's what every parent says, by the way. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> okay, keep going. I it was just me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've been looking at a lot of this sort of like educational stuff that's sort of coming out in a fury right now with the, uh, the back-to-school uh, side of things. Yes. And um, we had a chance to check out a, um, uh, a globe. I think you had, I think you... Um, yeah, I brought it in. You passed that on yeah, to me. Yeah, smart globe. Yeah. And uh, pretty cool because, um, again, it's just one of these, um, you know, t- tools that allow you to sort of interact with your kids, but in a real educational way. And, and so it's a globe and, and, you know, like any other globe that you've ever seen before, it spins around, it's on a stand and whatnot. But this one actually comes with uh, some interactivity built into it. So you can actually use the... Um, uh, the devices to uh, click on different parts of the the world, yeah. and it will tell you all sorts of information about like capitals or countries or and and the whole thing. I don't know if you actually noticed this or not, but the whole thing splits open, oh, I didn't and know inside that. it's got the entire solar system, so you can actually uh-huh. go beyond Earth and start looking at uh, other planets as well. From what I understand, too, you can use your smartphone or tablet, yes. uh, the camera, yeah. to do like augmented reality stuff. Augmented reality, absolutely. Have, you, have you got into that yet? Uh, no, haven't loaded no. that part of it yet. Just uh, brought that home yesterday. But the um, but you can also um, interact with it with your PC as well. Still lots more to talk about here on Get Connected. We uh, will be chatting about the new Samsung Galaxy Note 8. Should you upgrade or not? Uh, and also the uh, new partnership with uh, Google and Walmart teaming up to take on uh, the big guys like uh, Amazon. Coming up after this break, we'll be talking with uh, the folks over at Jackpot Digital about a new cool digital poker table. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and AJ here in studio today. Still lots to talk about, so you'll want to stay tuned throughout the show here. We'll be uh, learning more about the Google and Walmart uh, team up with Google Home and uh, also uh, be talking with our good friend Mark Salsman about the Samsung Galaxy Note 8 and uh, what that's all about. And can Samsung overcome the issues they had with the previous version that... uh, I don't even remember it. You don't even... (laughs) (laughs) I love your short-term memory. Uh, Right now, though, we got uh, a guest in studio. Uh, His name is Jake Kalpakian. He's... uh, the man behind Jackpot Digital. Thanks for joining us today, Jake. Thank you for having me. So uh, we had to have you in because uh, we had a chance to go down to your office. Uh, AJ and I, we love poker. Yeah. Uh, and you guys have developed a, a, I guess, a digital poker table. This is like a giant touchscreen poker table. Uh, tell, us, tell us more about this and then how it came to be. Well, we've been we've been a publicly traded company here in Vancouver since 1999, and we've been building software for the online market for many years. And a couple of years ago, we were invited by an existing company that had what we would say the the number one or leading electronic table poker game in the marketplace. And they had Carnival Cruises as their customer who wanted to expand their footprint in gaming. And we had been building some terrific wireless software. So we started with that and uh, to supply them with wireless software. And the electronic poker table company called PokerTech asked us if they could if we could build a second generation product they had an existing product but it was it was a little bit antiquated or was certainly getting there they had done a terrific job with it but th- there were more bells and whistles required and because we had such a good software team they asked if we could build a product so a couple of years ago we started building the product and we knew what uh, benefits or advantages the casinos wanted um, or bells and whistles I should say to make the game a little more friendly and more adopted because most poker players still like the traditional cards and real chips yes. but if we could simulate that aspect of the game on a on an electronic table it would be universally adopted and over the cu- last couple of years we've built I think the number one product in the marketplace in fact the only product in the marketplace 
And uh, I think it's important that it's the casino operators that have come to us, but we've had the player in mind because we want ultimately the player to experience as if he's playing at a, with real chips, with real cards, and you're able to simulate all that with our electronic touch touchpad uh, game uh, where you're playing against other people. We're talking with uh, Jake Kalpakian over at Jackpot Digital about uh, this awesome uh, digital poker table. Uh, AJ, you and I had a chance to, to play this thing, and uh, you know... I'm always a little skeptical of these kind of touchscreen uh, type uh, gambling devices. You know, they have some of these, you know, touchscreen uh, slot machines and what have you. But yep. this thing blew me away. It was amazing. It was. And, and Jake, I really like the fact that you pointed out that <clears throat> um, desire that people have to play with, like, real cards and real chips. Because that's sort of like, you know, and with real people and to make it a social experience. And, and I think that is a really kind of important part for many people for the gameplay side. And so, uh, and I love the fact that we just bumped into you guys and didn't, ever, hadn't even heard of you guys doing this before, and we're in the same city. Um, we went down and played on your table, and the whole thing is um, digital, but you've managed to develop in such a way that it really has, like you literally have to cup your cards with one hand, like they do in poker games, if anyone's ever, if anyone plays poker or watches it on television. And then you have to like peek it, peek at what hand you have. And you don't want the person next to you to see what your hand is. So you just touch it, touch them, and the little cards kind of bend up and show you what, what your hand is. And, you know, the chips are stacked in front of you, and the actions to bet and play are all sort of like right in your space there. And that whole thing, like you guys nailed it. Thank you. Well, we've been trying to combine the efficiency of the online side of things of playing poker and marry that with the fun and social aspects of being at a casino in actual at actual table yeah. the only difference is the only thing that's lacking is there's no dealer it's yeah, no it's, dealer. De- it's dealerless so for the casino it's it's got the advantages of the efficiency and it's faster it makes more money and for the players it's actually a lot better you get a lot more hands per hour you don't have to tip the dealer yeah uh, which is a big uh, uh, in the long run makes a big difference, but more so you get the social aspect as if you're right at the casino anyway. Yep. You get all the benefits of that. You do, and one of the other advantages is, is the speed. And you can also play with this table other games, all side games. For instance, I, if, I love that. Yeah. For instance, if you're not in a hand, uh, and you know some other people, if you're not in a hand, you can play blackjack or baccarat or yeah. you, if you're at a racetrack, you could bet on a horse without having to get out out of your seat. Yeah, we so saw- we, we've combined all this bells and whistles. Oh, you can draw the menu up and order food or drinks right from your seat. Yeah. So we're always wanting you to be stimulated. Yeah. So you've got all those advantages, but yet you're playing amongst a lot of pe- friends, just like a regular uh, poker game. Well, you know, I like that's what I like. You you built all that tech in to to make it right for the player, and yet all of those things, every single one of them that benefits the player, benefits the house as well. Right. Like in the sense that um, they don't have to staff the tables, uh, that that they can uh, generate more income by having side games going, which I think is awesome. Like being well, able I love to play that. That's a few one, hands of blackjack. Yeah, but yeah. that's you know you're playing poker, and if you're out. Yeah. For a hand, like you're, you're sitting there for a while yeah. sometimes, so it's nice to be able to do something yeah. while you're waiting. Ordering a drink, a lot of people like order food because they're in big games, and and R- and I forget what the stat is, but like you know, professional poker players actually fold like a very high percentage R- of their right. Ninety percent uh, oh, of the time yeah. is what we've read or we've seen in studies. So there's a lot of 
time, you're not in a hand. So, you know, you can use the uh, benefits of what's available to you. It's, it's, it's literally one-of-a-kind type of product, and we are seeing enormous adoption uh, from the operators wanting to order the tables, and anyone who's played it has been uh, raving about it. And just to be clear, um, these tables are for uh, gaming houses. Like, you're, Co- you're, you're, you have a partnership with Carnival Now. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the tables are designed, they have to be GLI approved. Um, for Carnival, because they're offshore, or for any cruise ship uh, partners we have, uh, they have different sets of regulations. Mm. But the, the tables are designed for gaming uh, establishments that are licensed through uh, proper regulatory bodies. Yeah, yeah. Jake, so here uh, in British Columbia, it, 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 it'll be the BCLC or. It'll be different gaming jurisdictions that will have to uh, approve the table. We won't sell it just to anyone. Uh, Jake, what's the website just so people can see what Jackpot Digital is all about while we keep talking? It's www.jackpotdigital.com. Okay, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what's the future here, uh, Jake? We're very excited. Uh, we think we've, we're a game changer. It's a positive uh, technology disruption. It seems to be embraced and adopted by everyone that has tried it. I think we can change the face of venue-based poker for a long time, particularly on tournaments. You will never replace the traditional dealer everywhere, but I think this will make a huge impact in the in the poker marketplace. And there's a lot of other advantages where you can marry the online component with these la- with these blitz tables yeah. at the casinos, where you can have frequent flyer, uh, frequent player points translate into playing online at home and you can come at the casino and get maybe a free um, meal. Jake, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us in studio today. Thank you for having me. That was Jake Kalpakian over at Jackpot Digital, jackpotdigital.com and they're also uh, on the stock market, the TSX Venture. That's correct. So check check that out as well. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking with uh, Mark Salzman about the Samsung Galaxy Note 8. Stay tuned. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've got uh, AJ Vickery co-hosting here with me today. We still have lots of stuff to talk about, uh, including the uh, the Google Wal- Walmart uh, team up. Uh, and also, of course, Christina at the end of the uh, program with her app of the week. I hope it's good. <laughs> I'm I sure it's going to be fantastic. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I want to talk now about uh, the big news in the tech world this week, the Samsung Galaxy Note 8. On the line, I've got my good friend Mark Salsman all the way from Toronto. How are you doing, Mark? I'm great, Mike. Thanks. And hi, AJ. Hey, bud. You guys are well. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so, Mark, you and I actually had a chance uh, to go to the uh, the launch event for this in New York City, uh, which was quite amazing uh, in itself. Uh, but let's uh, talk about uh, the Galaxy Note 8. Uh, Samsung, uh, obviously... Uh, wanting to regain the, uh, uh, I guess, the momentum they had uh, before the Note 7. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, so far, I love the device. I mean, it's a super-sized phone, the largest Samsung has ever come out with, 6.3 inches. Yet, it is still small enough to hold in your hand comfortably. It's a, an 18.5 by 9 aspect ratio screen, so it's tall. So what that allows you to do is multitask something iPhone, for example, doesn't allow you to do. So you can have, for example, a video playing on the top half of your phone uh, while you're browsing the web or reading email on the bottom half of the phone. Uh, so you've got all that real estate to work with. So the, the first impression is going to be the screen, a bezel-less or borderless display, no home button, just like the Galaxy S8 and the S8 Plus that debuted this past spring. 
um, and just feels great in the hand. And of course, the second hallmark of a Note device, aside from a larger screen, is the stylus pen. And I know, Mike, you've had a chance to play around with that as well. It pops into the bottom of the Galaxy Note 8. What do you think of using a, an S Pen, as Samsung calls it, to interface with content? I liked it. Uh, it. It's actually pretty cool. I was playing around with it for the past uh, few days. I was always a little skeptical of, uh, you know, styluses and that, but I I got used to it very quickly, and, and I love it. And, you know, one of the features that I thought were, was pretty cool, uh, you know, besides the note-taking and a- annotating and, and drawing... Uh, you know, if you're on a web page, for example, uh, you know, a foreign language web page, uh, it's in German, let's say, you can actually just run the pen along the sentence and it just automatically translates it for you. Yeah, you're, you're right. And I agree with you, by the way, is even though I've liked the Galaxy Note family in the past, mostly for the large screen, I didn't really take advantage of the S Pen much. I always just felt like it was easier to use my finger. I never had a need, really, for greater precision that the uh, stylus pen would give you. But what's even cooler about this translation feature that you're mentioning is two things. One is that if you hover the S Pen over a word without even touching the screen, it'll give you a real-time definition, uh, or translation, rather. So you hover over that German word, it'll tell you in English what you're pointing at just without even touching the screen. The second cool feature that's a bit underrated is that that feature, the language translation, works with photos as well. So you can actually take a photo of a menu in France or uh, of a street sign in China and just put your your, uh, S Pen over that word or touch the screen if you like, and it'll give you a translation even through a photo. It's got uh, the, the optical character recognition there as well. See, that's why you are Canada's tech god, because I didn't, oh, even, I didn't even figure that out yet. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Thanks, funny, Mike. Well, Mike, you haven't been to China recently. Oh, you have, actually. I have, <laughs> yeah. And believe me, it's good to get translations. Um, let's talk about the cameras, Mark. Uh, the cameras, and I say cameras because there's two of them on, on this beauty, they are amazing. They, they sure are. There's three of them, in fact. So yeah. there's two rear-facing cameras, a telephoto lens, and a wide-angle lens, both of which are 12 megapixels. And then the front-facing camera is also quite impressive. But going back to the rear-facing cameras, there's this feature that is the first uh, ever for a Note uh, device. And something I had a lot of fun playing around with this week is what's called live focus. If you've ever used an SLR, a single-lens reflex camera, uh, the larger ones that you often would wear around your neck on a lanyard, you know that one of the cool effects is to blur out the background, often called a bokeh effect where you've got the subject nice and sharp and crisp in the forefront, but then in the background you've got that, that blurred sort of uh, uh, image behind you. And this phone allows you to do just that. It's a called live focus uh, or a bokeh effect, and it's really um, remarkable. I took a picture of, I had someone take a picture of myself in Times Square in New York while I was there, and, I, and with your fingertip you can adjust the amount of the background blur, and it really looks like a professionally taken shot. So, for years, I know a lot of photo enthusiasts, those shutterbugs, look down their nose at smartphones, but you can't any longer when you see what devices like the Note 8 can do. Well, I, I love that live focus feature. Um, you know, obviously, you can do it while you're about to take the picture, but after you've taken the picture, you can still do it, which I yeah, just I found magical. Yeah, you have to be about um, one point, one and a half meters, I think, away from the subject. And when you take any photo, you can, you're right, Mike, after the fact, you can background blur that image if you like. So you don't have to know that you want to do that ahead of time. Similarly, there's uh, both, both of those cameras on the back take your photo for you as well. So if you decide to, uh, so you take a picture of yourself, again, let's say Times Square, Mike Agarbo is sitting there enjoying the sights. 
you can swap between, after the fact, a, a uh, regular shot and a wide-angle shot for more of that background scenery, even though you didn't plan on it, which is a, a neat feature as well. So I guess one of the questions I have, and I think a lot of people are probably thinking about it, is, is you know, we're, we're tech experts. If anyone says, hey, what device are you carrying, we're going to know right away, uh, be able to tell them. But a lot of folks, you know, probably don't know every little detail about the device that they have. What's going to happen when people are getting questioned about the whole, you know, is anyone carrying this device, for example, like on a plane and whatnot? Like, is, did Samsung address that at all? They did. You know, so as Mike will attest to, Samsung did spend the first part of their unpacked event on Wednesday acknowledging last year's fiasco, that the, the not once but twice having a global recall. And they thanked their fans for giving them a second chance. They, they humbly made a big deal about that first. Um, so I think that a lot of people will know that last year's phones were re- recalled because of a faulty battery that caused some to catch on fire. They've taken their lumps. They've now got this uh, eight-point inspection on all of their devices, and I think that this is behind them. I, I hope so for their sake, but certainly that legacy is going to live on a little bit. I don't think it, it hurt their bottom line. In, it's going to hurt their bottom line in the long run, um, but uh, they, they learned their lesson, and I think that you know people shouldn't think twice about this new device, in my opinion. Mark, uh, I believe it's going to be launched September 15th, right? Correct. There's some pre-orders uh, available now and with some incentives like getting like a camera or a virtual reality headset or uh, other accessories like a memory card as extra incentive. And it's, it is available officially on the 15th uh, through all the major carriers or you can buy it unlocked. And your listeners should know that it's not going to be cheap. It, this is probably the most expensive Android device on the market at about $1,300. Uh, unsubsidized, of course. That's the full outright price. That's that's quite a bit. But we're talking about a pocket-sized supercomputer that you're going to likely look at two to three hundred times a day, if uh, that's accurate. That we do look at our phones that much. I know on your app show you talk about that. Um, so you know this is an investment without question. But if you want to compare the specs and the experience of this phone uh, to other Android devices or even the iPhone for that matter, this this one's a real winner. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. That was Mark Salzman, uh, tech lord out in <laughs> Toronto. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll be uh, talking uh, with our friend uh, Alex Radu over at IT World Canada about the new Google and Walmart team up. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and AJ here in studio. We still have more tech to talk, including the app of the week coming up in a bit. On the line right now, we've got Alex Radu from IT World Canada. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thank you so much. Want to talk about Google and Walmart? They're teaming up. What's going on? Yeah, so um, Walmart is all in the U.S. right now. They're currently the second biggest retailer online. So they're now teaming up with Google so that they can challenge Amazon in yet another area. So what's happening basically is uh, Google and Walmart, they're teaming up to offer voice-first e-commerce in the United States, meaning that you'll now be able to purchase uh, Walmart's products through Google Assistant on Google Home devices, as well as on any smartphone with Google Assistant. This is going to be similar to how Amazon users can purchase from the Amazon store via Alexa-powered devices such as the Echo, Echo Dot, etc. Okay, that's you know that's starting to freak me out because I've I've got a Google Home at home now, loving it. It is amazing. Uh, so now my teenagers can just uh, uh, say, "Hey, uh, I need <laughs> need some eggs. <laughs> I need some eggs," or "Hey, I need a, a new iPhone," <laughs> and it'll be delivered. Well, I guess uh, fortunately for you, Mike, uh, it, is, it isn't coming to Canada just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, but that's essentially the, the point behind it. Um, one of the examples uh, Google was using was 
uh, you know, you would fill out your shopping list online or something like that, and then you're on your way home and you just you order it. You just say, "Hey, uh, hey, Google, please, you know, set my Walmart uh, grocery list for pickup," and then uh, they'll be like, "Okay, well, we'll have it ready for you by six o'clock," and then you just go to your Walmart, pick it up, and you're all ready to go. You you think people are ready for this? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the simplest, the simplest answer is no. I, the The greatest uh, description I think of these these smart home devices is that they're still at that infancy. It's like when that first smartphone came out, and everyone was like, "Ooh, this is this is cool," but we're we're still not exactly sure what the what the use is and and how popular it's going to get. And then now, look a decade later, and it's a vital part of every single person's day to day life. Uh, so I think people are still figuring it out, and the technology is still figuring it out as well, because it still relies so heavily on being able to understand someone's voice. And if it doesn't understand it correctly, then that can still, you know, screw up the process. Yeah, your whole grocery list screwed up. <laughs> That's not good. So we're still like five to ten years away from, I guess, better adoption. Uh, I, I don't want to say five to ten, ten years. That might be a little too slow, actually. Um, but, you know, Google Home is now officially in Canada. Um, it's only a matter of time before the Echo and Echo Dot from Amazon are coming here as well. And, uh, you know, these online retailers are really ramping up this kind of war for, you know, this, these smart assistants in your home. And, you know, you have Apple coming out with their HomePod later this year. Uh, everyone's kind of jumping in on this. So it's going to be a little faster than the smartphone adoption. The Google Home that I have... And I, I know I, I never shut up about this thing. It is, it is every, t- every day I use it, I'm using it more and more. It, I'm just blown away at how accurate it is in recognizing my voice. Like I, I use it to uh, play songs off my Spotify account. I just say, hey, Google, play some Billy Joel. And it just like automatically starts playing. And I'm like, hey, Google, turn it up, turn it down. It just, it just listens and just does all my, my bidding. You don't yeah, care, AJ. No. no, I do. I mean, you ran out. If you run a laundry detergent, this is where this is going. Is that you basically say, "Hey Google, order me some more sunlight laundry detergent." Yeah, and you yeah. know what? The, you know what the Google Home can do now. I can make phone calls through it. I can say, "Hey Google, phone my mom," and it just phones my mom. Don't have to have a phone line or anything. It just makes a call. So, I mean, these things are advancing so quickly, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the whole e-commerce uh, part uh, fits into it. Alex, uh, where can people find out more about you? Uh, so you can read more at uh, IT World Canada. Um, we have a new podcast as well on all podcast services. It's called Hashtag Trending. It's a, about a two-minute update every morning on the you know the most important tech news that you need to know. Cool. Uh, so you can check us out all on there. Thanks uh, for joining us, Alex. All right. Thank you so much. That was Alex Radu of IT World Canada. Uh, I'm just loving these these smart home speakers. I'm, I, I put some new Philips Hue light bulbs in my house as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now I can control them with the Google Home. That's awesome. I'm like a, I'm a Google Home nerd now. So, uh, wait, so but that doesn't really – you're going to have to switch over to the sort of like Apple platform, or will you, do you think? What do you mean? Like, if are you gonna are you gonna stay on the Google platform for this or? Uh, I think so. You know, the neat thing about a lot of these uh, connected home devices, like the smart light bulbs and the locks, um, they're making them the smart guys anyway. Yeah. That will work on all the different platforms. Of so yeah. the Philips Hue yeah. uh, light bulb system will work uh, with Google. It'll work with Amazon if they ever come up here with yeah. their uh, Echo and yeah. Alexa, uh, and it'll work with uh, Apple Siri as well. Mm-hmm. So I can use any of those things <laughs> to control it. But it, it's just it's amazing stuff. And it's finally getting to the point that it's working well. Because in the past, it was kind of wishy-washy, if you know what I mean. I do. 
When we come back from the break, it's App of the Week time with Christina. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with AJ Vickery. Don't forget to hit uh, our Facebook page, uh, Get Connected Media. You can interact with us there. We post uh, a bunch of our videos and, and TV show content up there uh, and uh, answer your questions. Uh, it's it's a pretty cool uh, channel to, to check out. Uh, this Monday on Global Morning News, uh, you'll want to tune in for that. Uh, our good friend Andy Barrar will be there uh, showing some uh, back-to-school tech and also uh, showing off the Samsung Galaxy Note 8 mm-hmm. uh, as well. So if you want to see it, uh, again, check out Global BC Morning News here on Monday around 8.15. It's app of the week. App of the week time. We've got Christina Stoyanova in studio. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. What do you got? I have an app that will help get your kids' attention when you need to get a hold of them. <laughs> yes, I know this is a problem with teenagers. Oh my god! Yes, you don't even know the half of it yet, AJ. How old's your daughter? Three. Okay. You've got a few years. (laughs) (laughs) But kids are really good at snoozing text messages or not even looking at them. Oh, my God, yeah. I I have one son. I won't mention his name, Evan, (laughs) 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 who I feel selectively uh, gets my text messages. Yes. Yeah, that's how that works. And phone calls, too. Oh, yeah. My phone was on silent. Right, right. Okay, so this is going to help me get through. Yes, this is going to help you get through. Unfortunately, you're on the wrong system. Oh, it's Android. Oh. <laughs> for, na- for now, they're working on an iOS version. Um, but the app is called Reply ASAP. Okay. And it basically uh, s- sets off an alarm on the phone and takes over the phone screen. So uh, the the person on the receiving end can either snooze the message or hit cancel, but you get a notification either way. But they have to have this app on their phone too. Yes, they do. It it's completely consent based. Both parties have to be on board. <laughs> what teenager? Okay, I'm sorry. What teenager is going to let you put this app on their phone? Well, I think that's all about positioning, Mike. <laughs> you were a teenager not too long ago. Well, a long years, enough. A couple years ago. Uh, would you? Okay. Would you let your no, parents put this app on your phone? This is designed to be used in case of emergency, right? You're not gonna do this, you know, every ten minutes just because you want to see where Evan is with his friends. That's that's just not nice. I can't help but think the parent that wants to put this on the phone of their teenager, uh, they're the kind of parents that'll probably use it all the time. I don't know about that. That's just making a sweeping generalization about people. What's this thing called again? It's called Reply ASAP. But okay, but just on Android right now. Just on Android, but it is... So rather uh, than the ringer, this thing just goes like all the alarms, whatever that annoying sound your phone can yes. make, this thing kicks that off. Yeah, uh, it kicks it off. Um, and like I said, you can snooze or cancel it. <laughs> but This is doomed to failure. I don't think so. I think it's, it would be a great system, even for other types of relationships. You know, if you're if you need to get a hold of your significant other because there's a family emergency or something like that. What husband would want this on their phone? You know, Mike, you're you're very <laughs> negative this morning. So it's free. It's a free download. It's it's free for the first user, um, but if you want to pair with more than one person, you'll have to pay for that. Gotcha. Reply ASAP, app of the week. That's all the time we have left. I want to thank AJ for coming in studio today and Christina as well. We'll see you again next time.